and gentlemen, welcome to Ground Zero. It's the second season, by popular demand, we are back. This is One of the Odds, brought to you by the Yorkshire Hotel, the place where you need to be every Friday, Saturday and Sunday night to watch the footy, 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 footy with the boys. It's back. It's back. Footy is back. And I'm kind of excited. I am too. The band has already started. Yep. It's great. We, we are cricket nuffies, but we are footy aficionados. What does that mean? It means we know our stuff. It means we pick the right bets. That's what One of the Odds is about. We tell you what's going to happen in the footy, and then eight out of nine times, it happens. And on that ninth time, <laughs> don't blame us. Don't, don't bloody well blame us. It's very confident, Gordon. It's very confident. Got to be confident when it's around zero, mate. Every preseason, everyone's been, I'm fitter, I'm faster, I'm, I'm stronger, I'm slimmer. I've even grown a little bit. I'm going to spend more time in the midfield, and I'm going to give you more ROI on your punts. What are you excited about, Baz, other than being the esteemed coach of the under-19 Vaffa team that is Old Bretonians? I'm just... I'm excited about the banter. Just the banter? Yeah, because, like, in cricket, you know, obviously both of us are cricket nuffies. Yeah. We like to talk about cricket. Yeah. There's no real banter in cricket unless you have an English friend or a South African friend. Or a guy who breaks New South Wales. Yeah, but it, it doesn't really bounce. You know, if you're in a room talking about cricket, it's room of 50, there's probably five blokes that you yeah. banter with. yeah. If you're in a room of 50 blokes come footy time and you want to banter... You can banter. All 50 get involved in the banter. And at the moment, I've been involved with a few little... Little spot fires. Little spot fires with a couple of teams that we'll get to. Yeah. And I'm just looking forward to the banter and, you know, again, just seeing AFL and having sport on my TV all weekend because it's been a you know a bit of a barren run of late with, you know, BBL's finished, cricket's pretty much finished. There's nothing else on TV, but the footy's nearly back and... I'm excited. Yes, absolutely. As so, Big Kev would say. As Big Kev would say, he'd say he's very excited. And what we're going to do today is get way too excited and way too big for our boots. And we're going to go through the over-under for wins for each team, all eight team. And then at the end of that, we're going to give our hot takes, our top eight, our premiership favourites, and our wooden spooners. So without further ado, we of course will point out what the odds are as well at each stage, but Adelaide, the grand finalists, they their line has been set at fifteen and a half wins for a dollar eighty-seven. Baz, you taking the overs or unders on this? I'm unders. Oh, our first hot take for the night. They play enough games at home. Yep. So I think they got them play twelve games at home. Mm-hmm. So you, you back then there'll be nine or ten of those. Yep. They do play a few away games against weaker teams. Yep. But I just think the the problem for me is they play this ballistic attack attack style yep. game. They won't have Jake Lever, mm-hmm. you know, inset mark, play that free man. He played it very well. Uh, that that worries me a bit because I don't know who replaces him. And also missing Smith across half back with his knee. That that sort of run and drive, whether Gibbsy goes back there and plays there or you know someone else can replace him. I, I don't think they have that sort of player who can. I just yeah, I, I worry about where they're at with that so for me I think they have to tighten up their defence and they won't be able to play that sort of style of football as much which I think if they don't do that then that's where I think they'll get beaten more often because they'll, they'll leak as many points as they give yeah now that makes sense I've done a couple of real nerdy things to this one because I'm getting super serious about this year and there's a thing called Pythagorean Theorem when it comes to predicting Wins in sport, you take the points for and the points against to put into a formula, it gives you a predicted percentage wins. And based on last year's figures for for and against, 
Adelaide actually underperformed. So they should have... Their predicted win value was 17. They only ended up with 15. I think they've got 16 in them. So I'm taking the over at 15.5 for this one. And it's based on three things. So they're number one in the competition, again, based on last year's stats. And these are all attacking stats, obviously. For points inside 50 compared to the league average. For goal assists... So they do a lot of non-stoppage goals. They don't require this bogged-down Richmond S style of play of locking in the 50. They can pretty much score from anywhere, and they do it in free-flowing footy, as you've just mentioned. Um, the one thing that you did point out there, however, is they are they are a helpful other team. So they're the third worst team in the comp for, for clangers. Yeah. So if they can clear that up, and it's hard to do that without Lever. So that's the question mark, obviously. But to win one more than last year, I think. They drop. Well, they drew one game. Obviously, they missed out on one there, and they dropped some games they probably shouldn't have. Travelling away, so I think, I reckon the lever thing also helps. And it kind of comes a bit of a unity. Obviously, there's a, a few scars that opened up during Grand Final week and the loss and the uh, immediate effects afterwards. And what a Grand Final week it was. I see them improving and being again around about the mark for the Premiership. You don't see teams taking to what Richmond did to them and really turning it into like a slug out so they don't have that, that I think freedom. That, that style of thing works in finals. So we saw the Doggies do it the year before, Richmond do it last year. But pretty much consistently, and you were this was your bandwagon last year, high-scoring teams get higher up the ladder. Yeah, then yeah. finals, it becomes a bit more of a pressure defensive yeah. game. So their style of footy works because it's such a grind of a season. If you're just scoring points, you can wear down the other team. Whereas, yeah, finals will be a different story, but I have them in my top three. The other thing is, obviously, Taylor Walker's not 100%. If something happens to Jacobs, they've got no real backup Ruckman. And, yeah, I, just, I was worried about their key post down back as well. I still think they're going to finish top four. Yep. But I just don't know if they're going to have... 16 wins. 16 wins. Like, you know, you look at last year, 15, team, 15 wins was the most. Yeah. So they've got to go better One than day. any other team last year. Yep. And that, for me, at the odds, I'd, I'd rather take... I'd rather take them to actually finish top four than, I think... Yeah, than, than the over-under. Under-under, yeah. Yep, fair enough. Second team, very different situation, is Brisbane. The over-under here is six and a half wins. Uh, the over is $1.95, the under $1.85. What are you doing on this one? I'm going over. Yep, same here. I've got them penciled in for seven, just over. I think I think they're going to improve. They've got a really good midfield still. Look at Zorko, Beams, those sorts of blokes. And you look at their defence with Hodge down there. He'll organise them. He does that really well. He saw Hawthorne when he was playing. He helped organise everything. They've got Cameron down forward to help out with Hipwood. I think they're going to be all right. I don't think they'll win lots of games, but they'll win enough games at home. They get to play... Uh, they got a really tough first uh, month, I'm pretty sure. But then they get you know your North Melbourne, your Carlton's and stuff like that, where I think they're a bit better than them at this point. Look at their ins and outs this year. So they've lost Rockcliffe and they've lost Josh Shackey. But they've picked up Charlie Cameron and Luke Hodge. And I think that's a net gain for them. Uh, both a bit of cultural stuff. So Luke Hodge almost comes in as your player coach or player assistant coach. Yeah. And any kind of cultural issues. And when it comes to football and, and on-field stuff, I don't think he's going to be exactly the world's best off-field uh, leader, as his history have shown. And then Charlie Cameron's a pretty class act either as the half half back or half forward. So I think that's a that's a yeah, a gain for them and they were a team on the rise last year. So again looking at their attacking stats, they're actually the third best team last year for points inside fifty. So they didn't go inside that many times when they did, they're very effective. Uh, and their goal actually as well. So 
Only slight improvement needed in their transition and midfield play. We'll see them really put some decent scores on the board. And once you start doing that, as I've said before, you should get some more wins. So sevens around about the mark for me, but they could even get more. Yeah, you'll see Oregon's own footy come back as well with them. They'll play very Hawthorne sort of style, I reckon, with uh, Fagan and, and Hodge there and make a few little changes. And I reckon they'll be all right this year. They won't be, they'll be pretty hard to score against, I think, anyway. Yeah. No, I've got them penciled in my... Uh, my also ran bracket, so def- definitely not the Spooners, but they're probably not ready for finals yet either. Talking of Spooners, however, Carlton's over under six and a half wins at a dollar eighty-seven either side. What are you taking? Under. Unders, massive unders team. This you, you can't. They are they're part of my dumpster fire team for the year, Carlton. Yeah, you can't lose Doherty, Gibbs, replace them with kids. I mean, Mark Murphy and Cripps have to do a whole lot. And for me, their biggest problems are me scoring goals. Yeah. And I think it's pretty much well known throughout the whole AFL. They struggled last year. They're probably going to struggle this year. And I don't think they'll win as much footy at the source, which means will their defence continually hold up as well? Yeah, no, absolutely agree with all of that. Uh, they were predicted to win six games last year. That's what they did. Now they've lost Gibbs, obviously. Uh, they were the third worst team going inside 50. They were the the least scoring team last year. They didn't score barely any points per game. They play really dow defensive, safe football. And again, it's just hard. It's like every game becomes a slog and you're suddenly, you know, every game's got that funnel-type tackling ferocity that's required to win that game. And when you've got kids doing that for 22 weeks of the year, it's probably too hard for them to do it. So I reckon they're about to go backwards. Before they go forward. So like they're still pretty talented, but they're very young. They want to rely heavily on senior players, yep. I reckon, yeah. They're going to take a step back to go too forward. Yep, the old Damien Harbick mantra. So, under there's a pretty safe bet. Your boys, the Pies, over under here is 10.5, which seems a bit high, but an eighty-seven each side of that. What are you taking, Baz? Maybe my... Uh, one My, eyed, my yeah. heart and one eye is taking yeah. over. I'm going over. I've gone over as well. I reckon you'll get 11. Yeah. I, I've pensioned in for at least a 50% year. Injuries are going to hurt us early. Yeah. As we've already got a growing injury list. I just can't believe our lack of injuries. But I like what, I like what Bucks has been doing with these little uh, changes with Coxie down four with Reed and I was had the Mosquito fleet around them. Our midfield should be really, really strong. We've obviously got a very, very good emerging Ruckman and Grundy. Howe and Moore down back. If we can improve our kicking at goal and around the field, I reckon we should have a good year. Yep. No, I do agree with that. The glaring issue last year was efficiency going inside 50. Yep. How do you solve that this year? Get it to blokes you can kick. Do you have any? Probably not. No, get it to Penery. <laughs> get it to... Probably don't get it to Shalort. Get it to Sam Murray. He's got a good foot. Get it to Maynard. Get it to the blokes you can kick it. Stephenson can kick it. Yep. But hopefully, you know, we've obviously hopefully worked on something to fix that and to fix our set shot. Yep. Get the Coxie to have a shot because he never misses. Yep, no, fair call. And good to see you on the Coxie bandwagon. I was on the Coxie bandwagon last year and I'm all about Coxie's big adventures this year. Shout <laughs> out to Coxie. Essendon, speaking of teams that may struggle, their over-under is 125 $1.95 for the over, $1.80 for the under. Have you been tempted by the longer odds? No, they're going to be absolutely not. This year's biggest flop, I reckon. Twelve and a half. 
the bookies are having an absolute laugh here. They get, everyone's getting fooled by their, their... So let's look at their ins. This is obviously what everyone's getting fooled about. Everyone's getting hyped for. Jake Stringer in, Adam Saad in, Devin Smith in. Uh, a couple of players in the top 100 in terms of champion data ranking points, or there or thereabouts, once the season starts. Is, is that enough to change a pretty flaky one-way team? No, they're a one-way team. They don't like the congested hard stuff. And we we spoke about it all year last year, mm. I reckon. And then in the final last year in Sydney, it came up and they got absolutely annihilated yeah. at the stuff we were picking up all through the season. And I just don't think those three ins help out at all. And rumours are Saad isn't even... Might not even be possibly selected around one. Which is which is great. Yeah. Really good trade action there. Yeah, and Jake Stringer isn't improved at all with his off-field stuff and a few of his teammates aren't happy with him and Devin Smith started at the JRT series okay but again he's more of an outside player and you saw he gave away a few free kicks as well on the weekend and you know he's winning contested ball they all said I saw this star so he's winning contested ball in these JRT games blah 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 but you look at the intensity of these games and the, ta- the tackle numbers contested ball numbers in JRT compared to AFL and then you'll see why that doesn't matter. Yeah, no, nah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's hard to read anything from the JLT form, but yeah, and there's nothing that's been. It's again, you can't really prove it. You can't prove they're going to be a two-way team in JLT because JLT is a one-way warm-up game. There's not yeah. a lot of defensive. Well, there was 40 tackles by both teams in the Essendon and Richmond game. Yeah, so it's not it's it's not fair dinkum. It's a it's a simulation trial, so it's hard to ride them out there. But nothing from the blokes that they've got in. None of them are cultural leaders. None of them are going to solve those problems in terms of being a me, me, me type club, which they were last year. They're front runners. I don't rate them at all. And at a 12 and a half, you're having a laugh. So we'll go the unders on that one as well. Frio over under is eight and a half. $1.95 for the over, $1.80 for the under. This is too easy for me. It's down, down. Prices are down when it comes to Frio. Yeah, I'm the same. Again, they got a, you look at their list, they're actually not that bad off. Like, you your you, you Bradley Hill, Stephen Hill, yeah, yeah. Fife, Lockie Neal. You also got Sandilands. Uh, they got a few decent players that play down back as well. But my problem is going forward again. So, no point getting a footy as much as you want. Unless Fife plays as a forward, I just don't see them kicking enough scores. Unless Ross the boss goes back to his old ways of... Uh, you kick 50 or 60 points against me and you probably win. See, and then that's the trouble there. So, again, look at the attacking stats. They're 10% behind the average in AFL for points going inside 50. They're 30% behind AFL for goal assists. So they only score from stoppages, which is the roster boss method. Uh, and then they rank dead last in an overall attacking rating. And the worst part is that last year, based on that the Pythag theorem, they actually overperformed. So they won eight times and they only predict to win five times based on the scoring output versus what they conceded. Yeah. So all of that actually suggests they're going to go backwards. And I haven't penciled in in the dumpster fire category at around about five or six wins. Yeah, I think they're one of the teams that could finish bottom. I think this one you're going to enjoy talking about. Geelong over under 14 and a half, putting them in the... Under! <laughs> putting them in the elite category. $2 for 14 and a half in the overs. And uh, $1.82 for the unders. The mark has already spoken on this one, I think. 
I think the under is a pretty obvious choice. Oh yeah. Anyone that thinks that Geelong can win the fly this year are absolutely kidding themselves. Gary Ablett, mate. He's already hurt his calf. And his hamstring. And his hamstring. He won't get through the full year. Yep. He's not the answer. There's still going to be a two, two-man team and maybe a three-man team if he gets going. Who's going to help Tom Hawkins? Who's going to replace some of the experienced blokes who lost from down back? Yeah, for me, I think like I've got him just making the eight, if not missing. Ooh, that's that's a very hot take. More hot take than I had, but they have some some big outs. When you look at yeah, Darcy Lang, Tom Longer, and Andrew Mackey, Stephen Motlop. They have all either been traded, moved on, or retired. Yeah. They're four big outs for them, especially in a yeah. They don't they don't bat that deep around their their core nucleus of four or five no, players. Who so. comes like Motlop cops lots of flack, but he was pretty good in the final series. He was their best player in the final series. Yeah, and who's going to replace him? Lane came in the final series, did a job. Again, who's going to replace him? So, you know, these blokes, they're depth players mm. that they don't have a lot of depth in. They get one injury already, you know, Dangerfield probably misses round one. You know, yeah, for me, I just think they've gone about this rebuild to try and win this flag with Dangerfield the wrong way, and it's going to hurt them for a, a long time. Team that's hurting a lot and has been for a very long time is Gold Coast. Their over-under is five and a half at a dollar eighty-seven either side of the ledger. Are they in for another year of pain, or will the sun finally rise, Barrel? I think I'll get. I, I, I just get six wins. Yeah, I have a pencil in for six as well, and they're not going to be wooden spooners. That's my little yeah, mini no, hot take. No, I, my biggest worry for them is their is their midfield. It's a bunch of kids. Not a lot of experience there. Um, obviously, got uh, Lockie Weller and uh, Aaron Young came Aaron in as Young, well. Yeah, and, and then Harrison Wig is their other in, um, but he didn't, it was uncapped previously, so it's it's hard to see them. Yeah, they haven't they haven't gone out and filled that leadership role left by Gabe as well. He was already but, there. Yeah, but it's not like yeah. I mean, that's what I was yeah, trying to say. Yeah. Their midfield, it's not something that screams out they're going to. Dominate a game. Yeah. And that's what worries me with their midfield. They've also got gun forwards in Two Meter Peter and Lynch. And they've got some small blokes around it. May, Thompson, down back and hold up pretty well. But yeah, for me, their midfield is a worry. And if they can get enough ball to the full line, I'm looking forward to my man's Chewy G location. It's interesting to see how they've gone about it at Gold Coast because most teams have gone down the either pick the best player or pick midfielders and they have a glut at the guts and nothing in their end. Yeah. They've got the opposite effect. It's kind of caving in on themselves. They've got the pillars sorted out perfectly They're fine. a good ruckman and wits. A good ruckman and wits, but just nothing to transition the ball from either of the 50s. No. So it'll be interesting to see what G does to kind of combat that because if they can transfer the ball fairly efficiently, they should actually be all right. And, you know, in that third tier, in the outside of their eight, but definitely not in the bottom. Yeah, probably not bottom four, but just up above. Yeah. Uh, GWS, the perennial chokers, their over-under is at 14.5. $1.95 for the over, $1.80 for the under. Well, with their what injuries, are you going and, here? injuries and outs, they have to have under. Yeah. They'll still make the eight and still be a pretty decent team, but to lose the three-day loss and then to get the injuries they've already copped to players probably missing most of the season, Griffin doesn't look like he's going to get up at all. I think that they're uh, going to slide. Yeah, and as we talk about... A lot of people kind of underrate the outs during the trade season, but when you lose Matthew Kennedy, Nathan Wilson, and Devin Smith, you lose depth. And so, as you said, you have three injuries and suddenly you're really found out. 
and you're going down to that next level of fringe 22 players as opposed to guys who can actually fill and play, go from sub-elite to elite or go from, you know, middle middle range to, to pretty good. So... Yeah, they're going to be left wanting. They're already left wanting at the end of the season last year with so many injuries anyway. So, yeah. To go to improve on 14 wins, which, which they had last year, with two draws, uh, will be pretty difficult. And the unders are a pretty safe bet there, I reckon. They've got some star players, and they've definitely got some good youth on their list. But, again, they've got to wait now to get 40 or 50 games in mm-hmm. these blokes. And they keep losing players that are good depth players, good players at other clubs who get those 40 to 50 games. They get, get first-round picks in, early picks in for them, but then they've got to wait another two or three years for them to... Now, is that a is that a list management decision, or do you reckon that's a cultural issue? Like, are they finding it hard to tell these boys, hey, don't go hunt the money, stick with us for a premiership, which is what you need to do and what the, the best clubs have done, and yeah. not to town the Tiger train, but that's what the Tigers did, that's what the Bulldogs did. That's what the dynasties did as well in terms of Hawthorne and, and Brisbane. Is that what Gito's going to do, or... Is a little bit of the silver spoon full type mantra here, and the whole thing was built on a "we'll give you what you need, we'll give you what you want" from a very get go, and that's kind of ingrained in their culture as a club that they are a me, me, me centric club as opposed to a an us and. I think so, and especially when they went and chased a few players early, like your buddies and your Heath Shaws and stuff, and you heard about the money they'll throw about. I think that also added to it. So yeah, I think there is a bit of a cultural problem with that sort of thing. One team that never seems to have culture problems on the field anyway is Hawthorne. They're over under $10.87 either side. The market's split on this one. Where are you finding... Under. Under. Not rating the Hawks this year? No. Based on pure hatred for the Poos and Wees or...? I just don't think their list isn't that great. Now, see, their list isn't that great, but they've got a bloke called Alistair Clarkson coaching them, and... He just does things, does things right. So he, they still manage to play that Hawthorne-esque football. So they're the second most efficient team with ball in hand. They commit the second fewest clangers. They just, when they want to, they give very little of the ball to the opposition. So they might lose in the in the contest. They might lose the ball when it's in doubt. But as soon as they get it back, it's very hard to get it off them once they control the phase of play. I think they're going to rely heavily on Mitchell. Um, no problems there with him. He loves that kind of thing. He does. Rack up his 50s. Obviously, Ruffy Ford. Who's their ruck? Ruck does McAvoy keep keep rucking? He didn't have a great year last year. He's getting a bit older. The, def- the defence. Well, obviously, Sisley's back there. Yeah, just I just don't think they've got the, the depth they did have. And obviously... They've got the trade-out players, the keep players over the last few years, and now all these blokes getting older, they've moved on. I just don't think they're as good as what 10 wins will get them. I think they'll finish around 7 or 8 wins. I think it could be a bit of a... So you have them in like a, a Brisbane-type model? I think they're, they're going down. They've also had no draft picks because they picked up Yago Amir mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, I think they're going to pay the price for that because it's all right to have Yago Amir and Mitchell and uh, Roughhead but, and you know, probably Sicily, but... Really, there's not a lot of I don't know, Isaac Smith and stuff, but there's still not a lot of class around that group, is there? I think there's enough class there to, to scrape out wins if they get to keep the game close. And I think Clarkson plays a game style that will, that will keep them close. Because like Burgoyne's probably got this to be his last year. Yeah, but I think that'll just be on choice. Like he's, Cyril as well. Body looks, Cyril's body looks haggard, whereas 
Bergwijn's body looks fine. Like, yeah. Silk is still so... I think he'll still win them games with his own boot as well. The, I was, I, I'm, I was I'm taking him. 11. I'm going just over on this. Okay. And, they'll, and they're going to be around about finals again this year. And they'll just build up and they'll become that club again, in my opinion, that you go, oh, I'm going to go back to Hawthorne now because they know how to win. They're a team on the rise again. And it's going to do that, that rebuild again. Oh, I reckon they're done. No, that's fair enough. We'll agree or disagree on that one. I think we'll do the same on this one. Melbourne over under is twelve and a half. A dollar ninety five for the over. A dollar eighty for the under. The market is poo pooing the D's. I'm jumping off the D's. Oh, he's jumping off the D's. Oh, the flip flopper begins early. Yeah. Episode zero, we have our first flip flop. So last year was all about him. Last episode, you were like, when you're when you're still trying to console yourself over Richmond winning the flag, you were like, well, don't worry, because Melbourne's going to win it next year. Melbourne's going to win next year. Now you've had the off-season. They've gotten fitter, stronger, faster. I don't think they have. I reckon they've gotten weaker. They've gotten Men- weaker? Mentally weaker. From what, JLT Cup games? From not wanting to do their boot camp. Oh, mate. The way they went about that Oh, just stinks to me. Yeah. And it's going to take a fair bit of... Um, fair bit of them to change that I reckon it just stinks of Melbourne old old Melbourne like yeah. Melbourne where they thought they were better than they were all that sort of shit and I reckon that yeah they've just lost me on that and they've lost Watsy they've got back obviously they've gone and recruited Jake Lever on the big money we'll see how good he actually really is Petrarca and Hogan you know everyone talks them up the Melbourne supporters are up and about in the last GLT Cup game. When we say Petrarca gets talked up, you talked up Petrarca every episode last year. Yeah, I did. And he's a good player. Yeah. I'm just saying that people treat him like he's a king. You, still you got, treated him like a king. You said he was going to be a future Brownlow medalist. Yeah. You're like, you're... yeah. They're talking about this this year. All right. Okay. Fair enough. So I'm just saying, Melbourne, you've lost me a bit here. You need to win me back. Yeah. I reckon often in, when it comes to this sort of thing, the market doesn't lie. I'm also going the under as well, but I just love the fact that you bailed them so quickly. Yeah, I've, I've let go of the bandwagon. Speaking of bailing on teams... Oh, I'm so out here. I'm going to have to break my ban. I said last year I wouldn't talk about this club until they moved and became the North Hobart Kangaroos. North Melbourne, your over-under is 6.5. The over is $1.80. That's a joke. The under is $1.95. You're going under again this year, boys. Oh. You are finishing stone dead last. Yeah. You guys are going to be horrible. Yeah, it's going to be yuck. Not even horrible with like a glint of hope, like, oh, we've got some great new draftees, we've got some no. great new players to look out for. Oh, our coach is playing a great game style. It's just yuck, yuck, yuck. Like, burn your memberships, put them in the microwave, and actually say to them, you know what? We'd prefer you if you actually went and played at North Hobart. Because that's how bad you are going to be this year. You'll be lucky to scrape six wins. I oh. gave you six, but you might not get there. I'm, I'm not even going to talk around. Can we just go to Port? Oh, wow. He's gone straight to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a rule this year, I yeah. reckon. If North go the way we think they're going... Yeah, we just skip them. We just skip their games. We just ignore them completely. We skip their games. Yep. And that's it. Yep. No, fair enough. Oh. I like that idea a lot. I'm all about this one. Port Adelaide, over under, 13 and a half. The over is $1.95. You're almost hitting two bucks the over. Can you sense my excitement? Because we're both going We're both going Why overs on this. This is the ka-ching, ka-ching moment of the episode. Port unders for 13 and a half is $1.80. Go overs. Go overs. And if you can get 16 wins, get that. These, this is the team this year. This is my early bandwagon team. 
This is my Bales version of Melbourne last year. <laughs> These guys are going to win the flag. Oh, wow. Wow. I, didn't, I wouldn't go that hard. <laughs> I would not go I've that hard. I've gone that hard. Well, I wouldn't go that hard. Okay, well, I did it. Look, they're going to be up there. Don't yeah. get me wrong. They're going to top four. They're going to be a very, very good team. Old Salt and Pepper. Looking forward to him in his second season. Oh, the ends are glorious. Old Ollie Wines. Yep. Your Bokes. Yep. Your Paddy Ryder just tearing it up. Yep. Your Dixon. Yep. Your Rockcliffe. Yep. Your Jack Watts. And your Motlop doing some special stuff from the pocket. Yeah, and I reckon their back line, unknown, will hold up. As it, as it nearly did in the, in the final last year against Correct. West Coast. Correct. I think they're, they're on that right path. They're about... I've, the, look, the media have, have blown it up a bit as well. Yeah. We're probably brought into that. Yeah. I'm hoping we're not we're not jumping on port and they're going to end up like Essendon. Now, that's the obvious one there because of all the trades that went on. It's Port v Essendon. It's not even close. If it was a boxing match, they'd have to call it off. They'd be inappropriate weights and just be dangerous person even in jumping to the ring with Port Adelaide. Based on my two nerdy stats here, so the Pythag theorem, Port Adelaide last year should have won 16 games. That's that's how much their point differential between points scored and points conceded was. They were predicted to win 73% of the time. And you look at their attacking stats, and it's a bit weird one, so I'll take a little bit of time to explain it. They were ranked 16th in both goal accuracy and clangers conceded or, or committed. So, But they scored the second most points in the league. So they have upside to making two of the most important facets of attacking play, and they already were the second highest yeah. points going to the league. So they were hugely effective, but wildly inefficient. If they become moderately efficient, then they become even more effective. And they can play... They try and play Adelaide style without probably the, the class. At another year of Ken doing what he does, the old Hinkmeister, I reckon, yeah, I'm all about Port Adelaide. If not this year, that was a bit hot takey, but I'll stand by it as my hot take bet of the week. But definitely the next three years is going to be power up. You time. think that they're four line and half four. But you're going to have Chad Wingard, Rockcliffe, Motlop, Watts, Gray, Dixon. It's just, it's just a oodles class. Yeah, oodles and oodles of class. A top four lock and my smoky for the premiership. Next off the rank will of course be. The reigning premiers, Richmond, the over-under for them is a very low 13.5. Considering they won 15 games last year, the over is $1.80, the under is $1.95. Now, Baz. Baz. Where's the money on this one, though? Going over. He's going over, and of course he is, because Baz predicts with his brain and not with his hatred for Richmond. And you can't hate him any more than you can, didn't you quit last year? No. I've already done it. It's yeah. already happened. I've happened. I've, I've, You're going to have go. to rectify it. I've been singing Frozen, let it go. Yep. Um, all summer long. All summer. The only thing for me that, that does worry me in Richmond, this does worry me, is last year you were kissed on you were kissed on the dick a bit with injuries. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You didn't get many. No. You weren't really tested with your depth. No. Which I don't think you really have. Sort of. We don't have like a probably depth to match other clubs but like our VFL team read into that as much as you want but they made the VFL grand final yeah. so there's obviously but you've also lost a few players from there as well like your Graham and there's yeah. another bloke that left as well um, yeah we've lost yeah we've lost some of our our kind of 18 to 24 type players as they line up in a list um, but the thing the thing that worries me is, is actually is the rest of the competition catching up with our style of football 
So much so that Champion Data this year is actually giving the papers pressure points as yeah. a as a stat that you actually read in the paper for a change. So that yeah. used to be a club exclusive. Now they're like, oh no, the hype around Richmond is so great. Let's make this universally accepted, universally praised. And as soon as, as, soon as that becomes local knowledge or common knowledge, then it's everyone everyone will just do it and it become that's how you play football now. It becomes yeah. just part of the fabric of football. So that whole kick it. Get get a good deep entry, lock it in, and score based on time and forward half, as opposed to number of entries. May just become the standard way to play football, and then Richmond loses their advantage. I see. I don't see us doing a dogs and missing missing the eight. No, I still think you're making the eight. I still reckon you'll win enough games. And my worry is if like yeah. Cochin or a Dusty or you know your Ruckman goes down or you know Rewalt goes down. Mm. Rance goes Rance down. Goes down. I, I we, had, we had all of our spine was pretty much together the whole year. Yeah. And if you lose one of those spine players, it becomes really difficult to replace. We don't have we like our ins and outs this year are, are concerning. There was uh, no ins and no outs in terms of trades, just delistings and delistings, yeah. draft pickups, which are later draft picks, um, and of course retirements. Yeah. So yeah, that's all concerning. But I suppose at the end of the day, Richmond fans are going to say, blah, 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 we won the flag last year, who really yep. cares? So I care because I'm about dynasties, I'm not about flags. But uh, I don't think we're going back to back at this stage. But if we make finals and we proved it last year, as uh, KB would say, we play good brand of finals football. Yeah, Far on a row, KB also said. Yeah, well, uh, okay, let's not go <laughs> all on KB's hot takes. Next up on the list is St Kilda. Over under is nine and a half. A dollar eighty-seven each way. That's about the mark here. So, which way are you flopping on this one? Under this shit. Wow, that's a bit savage, but I have to agree. I don't think they're shit. I just think they're irrelevant. I don't reckon they're any good. I just have them in the. They lost their two best players. That is concerning. Montagna and Rewalt are gone. He I, replaces them. I don't see him kicking goals. No one. Well, Pepe Mache head could come up and. Not, not, not from his JLT form. Yeah, true. True. Paddy McCartan. Shouts. I know you don't meant to look into it, but he he looks like he struggles a bit. Yep. I reckon he still needs another year or two on the system. And they are only in, in terms of the trade section, was uh, Logan Austin from uh, Port Adelaide. Yeah. He's a key defender and he's a bit of much of a muchness. So. Yeah, they've got enough defenders. It, yeah, I just don't see them being relevant at all and I don't think they'll be any good. Yeah, I don't see him coming dead last though. So I have him in, I have him in the also ran bracket of about seven to nine wins, uh, but well below the nine and a half required. They to just like that that star player. They don't have one. You're not a fan of Billings or Stephen or they're not they're not players that win you a game off their own boot, are they? Well, they have been the previous seasons. No, like literally, so. they have done that. I don't, I don't think they're. But they're, they're not going to beat a GOS. No. They're not. They're not like your Dangerfield. They're not like your Bond and Pelly. They're not like your Tex Dusty Walker, Martin. Dusty Tex Martin. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they every every a, club has one bloke that you can. And they last year they had two, and the games that they really dominated. Those really, two played, yeah, yeah. Smashed it, and and Montana smashed it. So, yeah. Without them, it's going to be hard this year, and they'll have a step backwards to go forwards probably through the draft as well. So it is what it is. Massive smoking on this one. Sydney's over under 15 and a half. They're my premiership winners. $1.87 each way at 15 and a half is ridiculous from the market. They'll, they are seeing them going 16s. Yeah, they'll, they'll win. They'll win everything. Just just go put your money on them now. Wow. They will win. You think about, remember last year? Yeah. I wrote an article on this. Yeah. 
talking about how their injuries in the preseason, injuries at the start of the year, allowed uh, yes, they were nil and six. They allowed them to play players, and they saw players. They wouldn't have got games into, and they played. Some of them played for more rest of the season. Some went back to the reserves and got more game time and realised what they needed to work on. Buddy Franklin looks friggin' fit, and he's a game. He's a game changer. He's a yeah. winner, and they've got enough winners all around that park. The only problem that they have is their ruckman. Yep. It's the only problem they might have, but even then, I'm not that worried because they've got gun midfielders, mm-hmm. gun defence. They play the SCG really, really well. And I think they're just going to... Forget last year. They'll be six and zip, the win-wise. And they'll be probably the hardest team to beat this year. I've penciled in already a Port Adelaide-Sydney grand final. So that's my hot take. Cuddling on to yours. So interesting stats here, especially in the attack. Sydney were the fourth best team inside 50 in terms of efficiency. Points per inside 50. That's scary based on who they had missing last year. You roll everyone in full fitness this year... That makes them... Everyone Everyone thinks Sydney's this really gritty, hard, in-and-under football team. But they're also really classy going forward. Yeah, so yeah. as you said, like they're going to be... Franklin, Reid, Papley. They're going to be the benchmark boys. this yeah. year. And yeah. Uh, yeah, good on them for flying under the radar so much last year, and few, I suppose. And a few young blokes that will step up as well that you know, people probably haven't heard of. The final two. West Coast over under 10.5 and $1.87. Under... I don't think it's as, you know, stark as just going straight off the under, but I'm leaning under as well. It's definitely under. Um, they, yeah. They straight... They, they scraped into the finals last year. And they, I reckon they're worse. Their list has gotten worse. Yeah, well, they didn't... Yeah, most of their outs have been retirements and they haven't really replaced them. So they stocked up hard on the, on the oldies with... Yeah, they tried yeah, to win a yeah, fire. With yeah, with your and Petrie, Mitchell... They've all gone, and now you've just left with uh, the the bare bones around the outside of that. Got no corpse in the middle. Yeah, they haven't really recruited anyone. They haven't really drafted anyone in. And for me, I think they're they're going to probably drop off for a year or two and then rebuild a bit. Yep, that's all fair enough. And the last one, and my most concerning, because the hangover was meant to be last year. It could be a two-year hangover. Western Bulldogs over-under is 11 and a half. I've actually gone over. Oh, and $1.85 each way. I reckon they're back. How? What suggests that they're back? I reckon they've had a bit of a clean out with the, some of the boys that are causing issues. Yep. And I, I like their recruitment of Shaki. Yep. So you rate Shaki? I do rate Shaki. Everyone's rated Shaki. It's just where he gets his head right. Okay. If he can get his head right, he's going to be a big addition to that team. Yeah. Uh, as Bo- a key forward. As a key forward, yep. And yep. Boyd is obviously doing something wrong as well because he's fit and not really playing at the moment so interesting to see what happens there I, I reckon they could just turn it around a bit okay it seems the Western Bulldogs were a place where key forwards go to die well, Tom Boyd Travis Clode I just don't th- in that era they, they play this homogenous 22 midfield style football it worked for one year they didn't really change it last year when it went wrong I think Beveridge is I rate, obviously Ray Beveridge is a coach anyone who's done what he's done even at the Ammo's level will take him from Div 3 and win every year to win the whole thing that's ridiculous so he obviously knows what he's doing but whether or not list management's on board with him whether or not the club itself is on board with him I don't know it just feels like for a bloke who's as inventive and as intuitive as he is or as his history has shown why last year took so long to rectify I don't know if that's going to change again this year based on who they got in. Obviously, they had a few issues last year you know, around the players. 
I think that's been resolved. Yeah. And I think they're going to buy back in. Yeah. Bontepelli is a star. Absolutely. They've, agree got, with that. they've got a few other blokes who are pretty good players. Yeah. And I just reckon they're, they're going to turn around. Okay. And we'll see you early as well. Like, we'll, I reckon by round five or six, we know where some Bulldogs are at. Yeah. I've got on Pencil in the under at 10 wins, so two under the required. Yeah. You have them obviously making the eight. I've got five teams definitely making the eight. Yeah. And even then, I can only cut it down to four. They're like absolute dead set. Yep. Top four. And then it's like, I've got like six or seven teams that can all pop up and do whatever. Because for me, there's probably two or three teams at the top. Yep. And the rest, it doesn't matter. stage it's crystal ball time give us your I suppose it's best to do this in brackets saying who's going to finish at 1, 2, 3 is ridiculous yeah. but give us your yeah your top bracket teams who are your ones that are going to be there at the pointy end at home finals and double chances well top two are Sydney at Port and I've got Adelaide and Richmond and round out the top four I've got my elite is just three and I've gone this in brackets and then amount of wins so teams I think who could possibly win 16 or more games and absolutely dominate the season Adelaide, Port Adelaide, and Sydney. And then for the rest, it's just really Dogs, GWS, Melbourne, Collingwood, Geelong, and Essendon. Ah, fair enough. I've got them breaking up into two brackets there. So my sub-elite teams, 12 to 14 wins. Richmond, GWS, Geelong, and Melbourne. And my fighting for finals teams are Hawthorne, Essendon, Collingwood, West Coast, and the Bulldogs at 10 to 11. And then... The rest are also Rams, Brisbane, Gold Coast, and St Kilda on seven to nine wins, and then my Spooners slash Dumpster Fires, our Carlton, Fremantle, and the team that shall not be named until they improve themselves. Yeah, on less than six. Yeah, that's for me. Yeah, oh, if you want a hot take, just yeah, I can Sydney and just get over and done with. Fair enough. I buddy Franklin win Brownlow. I was about to say that. Do you reckon he can win a Brownlow? He's always polled well, and if he stays fit for all year, I reckon this year could be just Buddy's year. Tony Lockett came out and said that the the hundred goal hundred goal a year goal kicker isn't dead. We haven't seen the last one. Yeah. Could this be the year Buddy just flicks the old switch back to the day, and you know he seems pretty happy with his life and how things going. There we go. It'll be back to back years of the player winning well, player winning three medals. He could possibly win four. Go and find the odds on that as a little parting message. Buddy Franklin to win a Premiership, a Coleman, a Brownlow, and the Norm Smith. 5,000 for that. Yes. Yeah.